Welcome to the Business Frapple podcast, where we share the real journey of what it takes to grow a global business. I'm Al. I'm Jasmine Cherie. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to the podcast. So welcome to episode four of the Business Frapple. So today uh, we're going to be having a conversation. We've titled this, What Your Accountant Will Not Tell You. This is going to pique quite a few people. It might red flag what's a few that, conversations. What's that term, cognitive dissonance? Yeah, it'll be cognitive mm. dissonance. This is what I do in my other business and this is a conversation that we're going to be talking about today and it's a conversation that I'm really passionate about. Now, full disclosure, I'm not an accountant um, and I'm not a you know finance professional so please do not accept any of the information that we are telling you today uh, as um, financial advice. Always do your own research. Um, but I'm actually really, really profoundly passionate about this conversation. I've interviewed and I've um, had strategy sessions um, with hundreds of entrepreneurs. And so I've got a pretty good visibility of where people are at in their level of consciousness around um, business structures, around managing money, around managing finances. And I can tell you this right now, there are not very many uh, entrepreneurs uh, who uh, are empowered in this area of um, uh, tax and business structures. And every time I run a webinar on this, I'm like, hands up if you close your eyes and hope for the best at tax time. And, and most people just like they very sheepishly push, put their hand up and it's like, I feel like we've given our power away as entrepreneurs mm. and we've been told, oh, uh, you know, it, it, it's too technical and, yes, we do need – like I'm, I'm so pro a brilliant accountant and having an accountant on your team um, um, that's going to support your business. But I don't – it's my belief that, you know, we're actually not um, educated at a very basic level and I believe it's our responsibility as entrepreneurs to have a basic level of um, – tax knowledge relating to the type of business structure that we have and is our structure going to be supporting our business mission but also you know like you know our, our vision for our life so mm. I'm really really stoked that we get to talk about this today because it is like the key foundation of everything right well it's the DNA of yeah. our business is our business structure and when we talk yep. about like what we're talking about in a few episodes like cash flow is your first skill set that you need to learn in business and entrepreneurship yeah and i think you know we're also talking into you know people having like i made six figures this month but did you really motherfucker because one of the things i think in entrepreneurship is like what we're talking to today is like managing your money and structuring your money and building a profitable business yeah and and here's why that's important. Building a profitable business and knowing our numbers is so it's business critical to your life force because there's always going to be peaks and troughs, but how most entrepreneurs build their businesses is there's high peaks and low troughs and there's a lot of them. And so if you can you know like I know it's a bit of a buzzword, but there's a history behind it, you know, when people talk about sustainability and, you know, building a sustainable business model. The reason why we do that is so that there's longevity in your business and so that your nervous system can last, you know, the, 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 the lifetime of the business and so that your business, and people always have a bit of a laugh when I say this, but so your business isn't a fart in the wind. 
Yeah. Like, I, I would I would say a piss in the wind. And I think this conversation is a backdoor conversation. Like it's what do you mean by that? I mean, like there's a certain level that you reach in entrepreneurship where you get to meet the right people. Well, do you know, my one of my mentors last year, I remember him saying, um, you know, around business structures and money. Um, <clears throat> and this guy's like, 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 I wouldn't call him a billionaire. He's got like cash in the bank, a couple of hundred million. So he's a seasoned. Uh, this is genius. what I call the real entrepreneurs. He's, he's, a, he's a hardcore real entrepreneur. But this conversation we're having with you today is a conversation he spoke about last year. Obviously, I, di- I didn't teach him this. Um, but he was like, when he was taught about business structures and tax, it was like, I wish I, I wish I had learnt this 10 years ago. Mm. And it's like, you know, in a couple of episodes ago, we spoke about dumb tax, right? I believe that, you know, having, having the right business structure means um, that you, you're not going to have secret, uh, silent um, shareholders in your business where you're giving away your profits in the form of tax. Um, you know, there's dumb tax, but there's also income tax. And, you know, I mean, there's so many different types of, types of taxes and if and if you and, and if we can educate ourselves, and it's like, what did someone say to me recent, recently? They were like, "Oh my gosh, this is like putting your big girl and boy pants on." I'm like, "Yeah, sister, like let's this is fucking what, go." This is what I mean. It's like the the right meeting the right people. And Alan and I first, and like comes down to like everything's energy, right? And the people that you get in the sp- in your space. And Alan and I first come across this kind of business structure, which is what Jazz's realm is and her consulting is non-for-profit organisations. And we first heard about this concept maybe about five years ago mm. from a seasoned real entrepreneur because they're the ones making the moolah, they're the ones that know how to structure their business and they're the ones that know the law and how to play within the law. And that's what I love about you, I think, before we go any further in this conversation is your need to play within the rule book, you know, like you you do your due, due diligence, you don't, you, you dot your I's and cross your T's and that's why you're my business partner, right? You're great at that. So these guys and what- Do you what, know why I do that though? Why? Because I value having, uh, I value being able to go to sleep at night with peacefulness in my spirit and confidence that, yes, I'm doing business my way um, and- uh, I have a business structure that is serving my business. And that's what I love that you get allow us to do like, and I our brand really and, a, and our brand licensees go to bed at night sound. And I think in our previous businesses, I don't think I ever went to bed really at night feeling that's, that's peacefulness and that's okay. And like that, you know, that we have a contract and then you go, let's make that contract even better. <laughs> that's what I love about you. But I think entrepreneurship is thinking outside the box and it's a constant game of thinking outside the box. And when we first met this bloke that told us about NFPs and how you actually, how, how people actually really do make money in business, <laughs> um, we, our minds weren't ready for that. Hey, no, like, too much cognitive dissonance at the time. Yeah. We were like, we can't, I can't get in the shit, man. Like I can't have the tax man hunting me down. You know, we just started out in business. Um, and it was scary, like to think outside the box and that that was even possible. So we we started to come across this concept over many years and it, we actually didn't do it in our previous business 
And because we didn't do it in our previous businesses at tax time, yes, we were the, those people. Yep. We, we were those, and on paper, on paper, we were making like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but then we'd have to run at a loss and make like 50 grand. And we did like two tax returns. Like we'd made hundreds of, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they're like, the, the accountants go, let's run this at a loss. Um, and we'd actually bought a non-for-profit up with our accountants so many times. They're like, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. Yeah, and they like, fed us all the misconceptions of like you'll never ever get a home loan, you won't be able to buy a vehicle. Like they gave us all of these scenarios which weren't even true. It's just the, the way that they saw it because they didn't under, even understand the concept properly themselves. Yeah, and I think that they don't understand. Um, so, okay, well, let's talk about that for a second. So last year I uh, know probably about what year are you in? 2023, 2022, 2021, I was done with my accountant. Yep. And I know how that feels. <laughs> and uh, there was all this stuff going on. Um, I couldn't get a hold of her. Um, she wasn't answering any of my emails. I was asking the same question about eight times. And so I was like, shit, I actually uh, need to find, go and find an accountant that is going to support me and understand you know, what uh, my business mission is and, you know, support my... Support the business owner and the, not, the, the, not the ATO, I think, is the biggest part, which they're not really open to doing. Well, do you know, okay, I have opinions on this, which yeah. I'm willing to share. Part of my story is I went and interviewed um, eight different accountants, um, you know, unrelated people who recommended... And I just asked, asked them some really basic questions around not-for-profit business structures um, and none of, them, um, none of them knew what I was – like what I knew. Um, and what I learned from that experience, uh, you know, is that this feels edgy to talk about. Like I, I, th th there's a certain mm. reservation that I'm, that I'm holding in this conversation. But what I learned was – and I have compassion for these accountants because they just go through uh, the system. The book says. Yeah, what the book says. Um, and they're, they're only very specifically taught about a very specific, you know, um, there's, you know, type of business structure. And I learned just through these conversations, they're very like I'd book a call with them and I'd say, what do you know about this or X, Y, Z? And they would just, I was like, but that's not what that ATO website says. Why are you saying that? Um, and then I finally found uh, that it was the ninth person that I interviewed and I was like, hello, my name is Jasmine. I've got this type of business structure. And he's, and you know, he quizzed me on some things and then he was like, okay, fine. And that was kind of like the end of the conversation. It's like, he knew. And I'm like, because he was that mentality, like I think there's an accountant and then there's your entrepreneurial accountants, right, that they're well, willing they're just, to think outside the box a little bit. Well, I don't know if they're entrepreneurial. Maybe they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe they're accountants but maybe they're more strategists. Mm. And so, you know, and here's the person we go to who's like, hey, we've got, you know, you know X, Y, Z problem. How do we, uh, what can we do in this situation so that, you know, we're still you know, like the business is protected, our assets are protected and, um, you know, it's still going to be financially viable. Like here's the person, like as a, as a, you know, as a team, you know, the three of us, you know, go to him and we have him to be able to leverage and not just for the business but, you know, for my 
you know, I'm looking at buying another property this year. You know, I've I've had this business structure for near on five years now. Um, and, you know, all those people who say, you know, you can't buy a property or don't you <laughs> yeah. fucking dare, you know, get this type of business structure. I'm like, do you know, I don't want to be associated with those types of people because it is possible and we do figure out a strategy on, you know, how to how I can have the things in my life, um, you know, and I've still pay myself a wage and I still pay my personal Well, I think it, it, comes and- just, it comes down to your need like my need is for everything to be ecological and I think going to a traditional accountant or playing in traditional business, it's not fucking ecological. And we before we changed over to our NFP within the Green Rebellion and the, and the structure, we had an accountant that literally made us take 100K off our books because it's, he said there was no way that was humanly possible, even though we had the numbers and everything tracking it. Mm. And that he kept... It come, still blows me away every if, time you talk it's, about that. It's fucked. And then he would come like money for nothing and your kicks for free. That's what I fucking believe with accounts. I've got a bit of a sore spot. I know like they're doing the best with what they've got, Right but kept charging us thousands of dollars to literally do nothing. And I think the thing that scares accountants most about this kind of business structure, it actually makes them nil and void. And to I an think, extent. To that an is extent. not true. That's I, not like, true, They no. think that, but they it's think actually not true. It's not true, but that's within their mindset, right, because they're taught by the book. And so when you start to look outside the book, and I think especially like – I think it creates an element of fear from because you know unknown. I'll go to the edges in the conversation. I know like that you, you I'll you're, you in. yeah you're you mine. I think for me right like if if I was an accountant and I had spent years playing in my field and spent lots of money playing in my field and had this new structure handed that it would make me feel that way and especially for somebody that you know, you've got an extreme business background and CEO and knowledge and business structures like that, but, you know, you getting it on a level that they don't, I can imagine that would be really hard for their egos. And I and I do want to make a side note here too, like we're talking about the ATO, but I've spoken to a lot of real entrepreneurs in America and everything, and this kind of business structure can be set up from my best of my knowledge around the world. Yeah, it can. Yeah, Absolutely. And you know, I um, I like anyone who says that you'll never need an accountant ever again, or da 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 da, is like if anyone ever, if anyone ever says that to you, run for the fucking hills. Red yeah. flag. Yeah, like that's a major red flag. Yeah. Because you need to, you know, you, you need someone who's, you know, a professional in the field who's going to be able to help us strategically and financially to, you know, well, yes, strategically to help us reach our goals. Goals, But also, you know, there's a lot of knowledge, um, you know, that they know. And if you have the right person in the right seat, which is just a basic principle of entrepreneurship and building a global organisation, to have that person you can pick up the phone to and say, hey, what about this? Can you help us? Oh, it's so good. And I think like you said, though, like as entrepreneurs and, you know, playing in the game, it's doing your own due diligence and knowing like, you know, you know, accountants will tell you you can't do this and then you'll go to the ATO or, or, you know, wherever you are in your country and you read the rules and like, hey, this is not actually what my accountant's telling me. You can actually do this. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, and I and, and I think around money and business and entrepreneurship, like I think just so many of us do ourselves a disservice by turning a blind eye to this conversation. And so there, 
Um, you know, we don't, we, we don't keep accurate books, you know, and it's like, okay, how can I level up in my game of entrepreneurship? You know, there's a lot of people who, you know, work in the quantum and, you know, I'm going to manifest this or manifest that. I'm a quantum girl um, and um, I'm also a realist. Mm -hmm. Give me the fucking numbers because numbers do not lie. Yeah, and the one thing that a successful business person will tell you, like a seasoned veteran like Jamie's talking about, is you always do your numbers. Like it's the one thing that you have to be do up your on. Own, do your own books. I like was lucky enough. I think it was like a pivotal moment in my entrepreneur journey is just before we ended up pregnant, cracked in, all the things. Um, I went to Grant Cardone's 10X. Fuck, best, like one of the best things to go to if anybody's listening. Um, I will take commissions, Grant. Hey, Grant. Thank, thank we you. Love you. Thank you, Grant. Um, <laughs> but I think I paid like 30 grand for like his diamond ticket and oh, like a pivotal few days to actually be in a room as what I would call real entrepreneurs. Like up until that stage, I was with people that made like a quick meal, you know, like like generating cash. Like I'm a fucking entrepreneur, but, you know, just not a seasoned veteran digging the trench and putting miles on the clock. I got in a room with those people and you know, learning from them and what is possible in business and thinking outside the box is like a pivotal moment in my journey and when I worked out probably with our previous business and, you know, probably playing in the quantum a little bit, I did manifest that I wasn't playing a big enough game. Mm. And what was that moment for you when you were like, Shit, I'm not paying. It's almost be humbling for you. Was it humbling? It was kind of maybe I would say like I know that like permission slip is thrown around like but mm. I think until you're around the energy of the people that are playing in that big game, right, because there's always another level and I had had these business ideas popping into my head before I even was like I had app ideas in my head that are still not built to this day when app were first a thing and I know are, mass are missing in the market. Like I could literally be a billionaire 25 million times over, hey, with my ideas, literally. But it wasn't until I was in the room with those people that I went, fuck, like you have this genius that you can be contributing to the world that is just sitting inside your brain right now. And here we are. With the I think I actually went on a little bit of a tangent. I was going to talk about something about 10X and then um, I can't remember. I went on a tangent. <laughs> I think I think the other thing that I would really like to speak about in this is, yes, uh, you know, setting up your business structure, making sure you're, like, you're, you're turning stones, thinking outside the box seeing where you can, you know, leverage the most of that income in that first step of cash generation within your business. Um, but the second step is, right, like what I think we really all want to talk about is learning how to manage that money, 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 money and move that money in the right direction, which a lot of people don't understand. So with our non-for-profit, we give back by our giving back program. That's how we give back to society. So the money that we would normally pay old mate, the tax man, that goes back into our business. It's old mate, the tax man, or you'll be putting in your own pockets. That's a key distinction. Yes. So, you know, not-for-profits, you know, the, 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 the money needs to stay in the business and it just makes good business sense to keep your money in your business so that your business can grow. Right, but you're removing, um, you know, and and I will say that, you know, being income tax exempt, um, you know, is not guaranteed. You still got to, you know, follow the rules. Um, it's not a free for all. And I, I tell everyone, like, 
you know, go and go and create an extraordinary business, but play by the rules. Play by play by the Do rules. You know? and, yep. And and the the amazing thing is, is that most people that I talk to. Uh, you know, that come in and they have a strategy session with me, they're already doing the thing. Like they're already, yeah. it's not some business, they actually already have a business. It's a purpose-driven business. They're, you know, all their money is literally staying in the business anyway. But the money's not working for them. Well, it's not working for them. And there's there's that, uh, I say this really respectfully, but there's like a lack of knowledge and it's a business maturity thing and it's just a it's just a it's a stage in entrepreneurship where we go okay well like how like I'm, they might be operating as a sole trader or they might be operating it as as a standard PTY LTD um you know company you know PTY LTDs they pay between 25 and 30% tax um sole traders that's a sliding scale um you know tax bracket and it's like what if what if i had a purpose driven business that made a difference in the world that I didn't really technically have to change much because all the money, you know, is going back into the business anyway currently, still pay myself a wage um, uh, and then, you know, they get to tax time and they've got a, you know, they might have had a really amazing year in business but they're operating, you know, as a, um, at, you know, at, uh, they're operating in a business structure that's actually such high tax responsibilities and then, like, this guy that I spoke to last week, he's like, he's like, I could literally increase my profits by doing, it, like, if I had the exact same year um, by 25% because he's operating, you know. And I was like, well, yeah, you still got to play by the rules. This isn't a free-for-all. Still got to play by the so rules. Play by the rules. Make sure your business is compliant and go and continue to do what you do create an extraordinary business that actually makes it's a purpose-driven business um uh, that makes a difference in the world and it's business as normal another question i always get asked consistently is like i've got this business structure now what do i do i'm like yo just continue what you're doing like go and build your business you know, like, like I- make money to make more money i think that's yeah. the biggest thing in, in, as an entrepreneur right entrepreneurs make money to make more money they don't make money to spend money and it's going to give you the it gives you the ability to free up that cash that normally would be going aside for tax to put that into the business to grow the business even bigger so that it can continue to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger i i have this amazing coach and she has this term like don't throw money at a problem mm. and so when i'm like spending money and i'm always thinking am i throwing money at a problem and it's like those key little things that i think we ask ourselves as entrepreneurs right mm. like backing yourself yeah, the, uh, you know, what I'm really looking forward to because um, I've got my business consulting business, a lot of the time, um, you know, it's, it's tax time now. Um, as you know, Oh, is as, it? it I, is didn't, I didn't even know. It is tax time. <laughs> um, we're coming up to end of financial year and, you know, one of the processes that I um, take my clients through, um, everyone who's transitioned, you know, to this business structure, you know, is to um, uh, there's a couple of, uh, really beautiful pieces in this process, but you know they've got to do their compliance um, um, forms. Um, uh, but also, uh, there's two other pieces. One is um, go back uh, to your deed of settlement or your constitution uh, and get really connected back into yeah, that's you know, amazing idea purpose, purpose. But also, you know, it's like that's that's your governing rules. 
right? They're, they're the things that you can and cannot do and how you can operate inside your business. But the other really beautiful thing that I personally love doing at tax time every year, um, and it raises my vision um, uh, because, you know, like as the, as the financial year rolls on, we get so stuck in our business. And, but it's like going back and reflecting on the difference that your business made uh, you know, whether it's in the homes, you know, for the Green Rebellion or the lives of businesses for myself, you know, of the people that we work with. And, um, you know, I there's, there's a sense of freedom that I give myself um, in how I make that difference. So there's a very specific um, purpose that the Green Rebellion has and I love that it's, you know, donate, you know, one million hours um, of um, you know, like dollars. cleaning dollars hours. No, no, you're right. No, did I get it right? One <laughs> million hours. Right. You know, of of cleaning. Do you know, and I I, I connect into that for what I'm going to do. Um, you know, for the Sydney business, and I'm really passionate about women's homes. Do you know, and uh, I know you guys are passionate about um, you know, like people who are navigating cancer and whatnot. But you know, and I don't, I'm not interested in you know, being really loud on the internet about it. Like it's it's actually private and sacred to me. Mm. Yeah. How, how do you know, and there's um, pro bono um, consulting that I do, you know, for organisations that I think, you know, like, you know, they don't have the cash flow right now for me to be able, for them to be able to engage me, but I see them. And I had someone do that for me years ago. Yep. Um, that scholarship that I spoke about, you know, and I really grabbed it and I like the value that that gave me. Mm. Oh, you know, I'm so like, passionate about I, like that's really big on my vision board is to do pro bono business consulting. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, there are, you know, there are, there are people who have gone before us who have given me opportunities um, and in that same way, you know, there's people, you know, and people in my network, I can see they're fucking struggling. I can see that, hey, they're actually uh, – you know, this isn't a business transaction. This is actually just I'm actually just going to help you because you you need you do. help and I, you're in a really bad place. She does do that. I see that all the time, and I'm like, I'm just I'm sitting here as you're speaking. I'm like, imagine if all businesses were pur- purpose driven. Imagine if we were all had the mentality of contribution contribution behind everything that we did, and imagine the world that that would make. And I know for me, like. I love talking about business. I always get a lot of young people go, can I ask you some business advice? And I'm never like, no, you must pay me $30 million. I'm like, sure, because I love talking about business. Mm. It's like for me that is win-win. If you want to sit down and have a business conversation with me and I'm doing it for free, I'm actually getting something from it too. Yeah, and, I, you know, I just love, I love, uh, I love seeing, I'm so passionate about this because someone gave me that opportunity and I've had people believe in me. Mm. So if I can spend time and, you know, like I've still got a business to run, I've still got to, you know, uh, pay my team, I've got, you know, like make bank in the business and make sure it's a profitable business. But but I I mean there's someone that I've got in my mind's eye right now around, you know, like I'm such a – I've been on a journey with them for the last – number of years actually and I'm the person that she'll call jazz I'm in a bad place or jazz da 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 and I'm like yo okay let's just you know and I like I want to be that person for people yeah you know and I um and 
and I I, I, I want to keep my heart open, you know, and I'm, it's because I'm passionate passionate about business. There's a person I'm thinking about that does that for us too. <laughs> yeah, well, we all, that's, you know, I wrote a post about this recently about our networks, like who do you have in your network and then who do they have in their network because that's that's the essence of what an ecosystem is when yep. we're, you know, because uh, it's not all, um, uh, you know, I need help and I, I, I've got to pay 100 grand to get this person's help. Do you know, it's like we get to actually be that for people in our networks. Like yep. pick up the phone, hey, who do you know? Um, can you help me solve this problem? Da da da. Like, and then in half an hour, the problem's fucking solved, mm. right? And like, I think that is such an integral part of how we do business. Do you know? So, anyways, back to this process uh, uh, that I, you know, take my clients through. It's like get connected back to your constitution and what your governing rules are, but actually go back and reflect on you know, like the difference that you made in, you know, people's lives, like with intentionality and maybe set a new intention for the year of like, okay, well, last year it was this, this year it's going to be, um, you know, like I, like I'm, I might run some free workshops for people who can't afford my services or I might do consulting over here or, you know, like we get to. It's, oh, it's, and contribution is one of, you know, you know, Uncle G talks, or not Uncle G, Uncle Tony talks about, you know, you know, contribution as one of our seven human needs. And I see a lot of people not scratching that itch mm. and it feels fucking good. We're out of time. I know. I want to <laughs> end this by saying, you know, I I love that we've had a conversation today. It started off about not-for-profit business structures and it's ended in contribution because that is the essence of what a not-for-profit is, you know. Yep. Mm. Um, and, and at the core of who... We all are as individuals but also as a team. That is the essence of um, and the birthplace of what we're creating in the Green Rebellion, you know, as an organisation and in my own individual business as well. I just love, I would love for somebody to come in and like just pick a business hood apart, like just completely have a look and see how we've structured things. So not only if you don't want to become a part of the Green Rebellion, they can go, okay, how can I do this? Yeah. How can I set a business model up like this? Because it's fucking amazing what we've created. Once again, you can find us on all our socials down in the links. If you're interested in learning about a non-for-profit organisation for yourself, you can contact Jasmine Cherie. Her link will be down in the comments. If you want to come and learn about becoming a brand licensee and setting up as a non-for-profit for the Green Rebellion, you can reach out to me. Or if you have a home or a business that requires cleaning, uh, <laughs> Also reach out and uh, click on the greenrebellion.com uh, uh, website below and look for your area. This we is, love you. Uh, and I think this is the last in our first four series of the podcast. To keep this moving, please share this out there. We're really passionate about giving people a look under our business hood. Contribution is really big for us. That's why we're doing this. We want to share the real story of what it takes to grow a global company. So please share this with all your friends. If you've got value out of it, um, basically share everybody because we don't pay for advertising. <laughs> we love you. Thank you. Hey, Ray.